All right, welcome everybody to episode 73 of the RF Generation Collector Cast. Uh, this is going to be another project where it's just Kelsey and I, Bill, unfortunately was feeling a little under the weather. So we wish you the best, Bill. We love you. We miss you. We hope you get to feeling better. Hope it's nothing um, serious. And yeah. Yeah, hopefully it's just some stomach grumbles and, and he'll be better. But uh, let's all wish, send good vibes or whatever Bill's way, if you would. Um, outside of that, you know... Uh, couple things to mention at the top of the show like we normally do. First off, I uh, want to thank uh, our patrons. So those of you that may be interested, we do have a Patreon that's out there. If you'd like to consider throwing us a buck or something, feel free to do so. Getting Doing that will get you access to our uh, Discord, where we have all sorts of fun conversations uh, about things, uh, gaming, non-gaming, Batman, etc., which I'll let Kelsey get into in a moment. TVs, movies, whatever you like. If you like uh, hearing us, you'll probably like chatting with us. So, um, you know, we'd encourage you to do that. There's some higher tiers. If you want some more stuff, feel free to jump in. Or maybe it seems like so far we've got a few people in the higher tiers and they're just happy to, to chip in a little more, which is, is fine, too. We're, we're happy to we really, or really give us appreciate uh, suggestions support. if you want something that's not in a tier. Yeah, absolutely. We're open. Definitely. Um, and I will tell you that I really like, I like having the discussions on the discord. Everybody's real happy and friendly and it's a good, small little curated group. So <laughs> if that encourages you, it's, it's positivity and, uh, we have fun in there. So, so thanks everybody very much for being a part of that. Um, a couple of things to mention really quick. Um, you know, rfgeneration.com home site, you can find uh, stuff related there. And uh, also, we've got a couple other sister podcasts that are there on the site as well. So the um, Playcast and uh, Shoot the Corecast. So give those guys a listen for some reason if you're not already. You can find them pretty much everywhere you'd find this show. Although I think uh, uh, Sean was working to get the their show on Spotify. I don't know if they've got that figured out yet. But uh, if you listen to us on Spotify, maybe you give Sean a poke. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's, that's something you want to do. So that's a little about us. Um, Kelsey, what have you been up to? Um, just to go quickly back to the Patreon for a sec, just ha really happy to have Engineer Mike in the Discord. He's our most recent patron. Uh, he's really livened up our bat chat, and uh, he's a big <laughs> comics guy, so he's able to talk a little more about artists and writers and stuff uh, than Bill or I are able to, which kind of adds some neat uh, insight into some of the things we've been reading. Yeah, and he's chimed in, too, like a little bit uh, on our uh, Justice League discussion and whatnot that we had. He watched Justice League, kind of let us know what his thoughts were, so that was fun to talk yeah, about. He's been watching um, Falcon and Winter Soldier with me, too, so we've been chatting a little bit about that lately. Very good, very good. Um, other than that, um, I did watch some movies. I was talking to Chris post-show, or pre-show. I uh, watched Jojo <laughs> Rabbit and Return of the Caped Crusaders, which is a, an animated batman show with uh, adam west Burt ward and julie newmar reprising their roles it, it was a lot of fun it's very silly and what year did you say that came out I'm pretty sure it was 2016 it was, it was right before adam west passed away okay so where did you find that i mean i know you're in canada maybe different but i i bought a collection that had uh it's like the batman 80th anniversary and it's got like 18 animated dc and batman movies on it and so that was like okay. the 15th one i've gotten to so far i got like three more and then i've done that set very cool well i mean i'll have to poke around a little bit and see if it's streaming anywhere where i can check it out yeah i'm not sure what it's on uh streaming wise but uh, i think you might like it out of all the the animated stuff i've seen that one was the most chris that i've seen 
I could use some fun. Sounds good. It's very fun. What else has been going on? Um, my daughter and I are getting dangerously close to platinuming Sackboy, which Uh-oh. really surprises me. Because um, there are a few on there. I'm looking at the trophy list. I'm like, we're never going to you know, beat <laughs> 10 levels on multiplayer without dying. Because I'm playing with a four-year-old, right? <laughs> but then it kind of occurred to me that she's never tried because she doesn't have to like if she dies and she can just goof around roll off the edge i pop her back at the next checkpoint no harm no foul so i asked her if if she wanted to try that and we did a couple of the early levels and she's like yep we're doing this and so we did 10 levels without any deaths in the stages um so i was pretty impressed with her um congratulations all the costumes like we've got some of the grindy ones out of the way now too just because we've been playing so long you and Rich must have, like, game savant children or something. Huh? Right. She's really <laughs> impressed me this last uh, few months, especially with the whole last year, with how good she's gotten on, a, on an analog stick. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've got, I think, two trophies left in that game, and we've got them all. Congratulations. Yeah. Then you'll have to find what the next one up to bat I, is. Uh, maybe some Ratchet & Clank or something? Birthday is in May, and I think I'm going to do the Switch uh, Super Mario 3D World remake. Because the cat suits, I think, will appeal to her a lot. And I, Eden yeah, loves that I want to try the Bowser's Fury stuff, too. So I, I think that'll be our next go-to, hopefully. Sounds good. Yeah, Eden loves it. Having a good time with it. Even though we already had the Wii U version, she's played a lot of the, the Bowser Nice. part two so nice. she's really enjoying it um i'm a little bummed bill couldn't be here for this next one because he recommended i play gone home because i was talking about uh what remains of edith finch last uh episode and man i i really like that one too like it it hit the spot the same way that edith finch did um i really i'm finding I'm, I'm getting really sucked into some of these story games um especially the content in those two like they're just so personal and I, I really, the end kind of got me good because I thought it was going to a real dark place and it ended up not. <laughs> and it was a huge relief. Like I, I was so involved with this character. I didn't, didn't want it to go where I thought it was going. And I was very happy it went to, went to a better place. Oh, good. Because, yeah. you know, that's like we were talking about before like there's just so much dark stuff that's put out all the time it's like sometimes you just need a break you know a lot of stuff that gets good critical reception is dark stuff and i knew people like this game and i'm like oh no like like i'm I'm gonna do a little spoiler here because i don't think chris is gonna play this game so if you don't want a spoiler to gone home uh just skip ahead like 20 seconds so you're you come home and your sister is your whole family's gone but you're you're kind of reconnecting with your sister after you've been gone for a year and she so like gone out to like you've been in you, lunch you've somewhere been in europe, or like you've dead. been in europe for a year traveling out okay. of communication other than some postcards and letters and so you come home and like nobody's home you don't know what's going on and there's a disturbing note on the front door from your sister like i'm don't try and find me like i'm i'm away and so you're kind of piecing together what's been going on while you've been gone and you find your sister has uh, discovered that she likes girls and her parents aren't as accepting of that. And so you and even some other personal stuff like your principal, like there's a weird relationship there. And and there's they just moved into this new house right before you left. So there's some family history coming up, too. And I really thought they were going the suicide route 
with the story at the end and you, you like finally get up to the attic and I'm like, Oh, we're going to find her body. And nothing like that happened. It was, it was much more pleasant and I was very, very, very happy with how it ended. Good. Maybe I hope she found her someone and just wanted to be left alone. So very much that. Yes. It was good. Nice. Well, good. It's refreshing. If we don't, you know, game makers, everything doesn't have to suck all the time. It just doesn't, right? Sometimes you can make things that don't suck. That's <laughs> very true. Uh, something that... Real life sucks enough. Something that didn't suck was I wanted something a little more mindless after that, so I dug out my limited run copy of Battle Garega. And uh, it's great! It was really good. Really, really good. I actually platinumed it, and I didn't think I'd ever wow, already a shoot 'em up but it is a really easy platinum, to be fair. They let you do it with continues on. You can even do like a custom mode and like make it easier if you really want to. So you can like increase power ups and, and drop down enemy health and like whatever you want to do. Uh, you just got to like play through it with all the different ships and a couple of little odds and ends. But it was really fun. So I played through it with every ship at least once. That game is, to me, fantastic when you just drop the difficulty all the way down and you can just hammer through stuff. It's enough of a challenge to keep you busy, but not enough to where, like, I want to break my controller. That's the great thing is every time you play, you just do as best you can, and then it's like, hey, we'll give you another credit. Play, do the best you can, maybe make it a level further, get another credit. And then once you've done that nine times, there's like, take all the credits you want. And so, like, those last two stages are just bonkers. I, I got to look up somebody doing it without getting hit because... I don't know how that happens. It's just insane. Like I, I felt like the first five levels, I could maybe one CC with a little practice, but those last two, like there's just the difficulty ramps up like crazy. And were you playing on the lowest level all, or all, normal? Because uh, for the trophies, yeah. So yeah, super yeah. easy arcade mode and premium mode. I think they were. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I usually play that on super easy just because it's. It's just chill, fun. Sure, but like when you got That's... infinite credits, premium can be fun too. Who cares if you die? Because you respawn with like new bombs, so you can blow up a bunch <laughs> of stuff again. There you go. Good deal. Yeah, um, I finished my second run of Shimagami Tensei Devil Summoner. So last time, I think I was like right about to finish my first run. So I finished that, and then I did a new game plus. And man, it's a really cool new game plus system because you you get a score for these different things that you do during the game. So if you do a certain ending, you get X amount of points. Uh, if you finish a certain amount of your demon compendium, you get X amount of points. And, and so all these points tally up. And then when you do your new game plus, you can spend those points to like give your character perks. So it's like, do you want to start with your end game demons? You can do that. So you're, you're level one with like a level 80 demon on your side. You're going to plow <laughs> through the game for quite a while. Um you they have um additional um what would you call them they're battles but they're like uh, little story side plots uh when you do the new game plus so each day um you get a whole new demon that you wouldn't have seen the first time around just wasn't available and it's got a cool story and they're really tough battles but they're optional so you don't have to do them um and then so the first game that i played i i kind of went the dark route and joined my cousin who turns out he's Cain from like the biblical Cain. <laughs> and, um, well, this devil summer. Yeah. So we 
fulfill this ritual and kind of become king of the demons. And we defy God because he's putting this lockdown on humanity. And so we fight Metatron, who is like God's like uh, voice of God kind of thing. What he says is what God's saying. So we defeat Metatron and rule in hell afterwards. Like really cool, <laughs> fun, goofy story. And then so I'm like, let's do totally different route the next time. So we decide both demons and angels aren't worth listening to this time. And we just like wipe out both clans, um, which was really fun. And then the police come and arrest the guy who like caused all this. And he's like, just thrilled. Like the villain of the game is so happy with what you've done. He's like, I wanted to get rid of God and I was doing it by summoning demons. You got rid of them too. Like this is even better than I could have (laughs) imagined. And he's walking away in handcuffs, like with a big smile on his face. All right. So I finished that. I, I'm going to take a break from it, though, even though I got some more cool New Game Plus perks if I want to go back again. So I pulled out Soul Hackers. I'm going to start Soul Hackers uh, maybe tomorrow. Is that the 3DS one? Yeah, it was originally a Saturn game, but it never got localized here until the 3DS. Okay, very yeah. good. So the SMT journey continues. How many more games do you got? Oh, at least half a dozen. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And I've got oh, very good. all but two of them, I think, already. So, Cool. Yeah. Which ones are you missing? Uh, I am missing uh, Devil Summoner 2, uh, the 3DS remake. I have the DS one. And I was mm-hmm. tempted to start it, but I'm like, I was really impressed with the 3DS extra stuff they added. I'm just going to wait until I grab a copy of that one, too. Makes yeah. sense. Um, and then I'm still waiting for this laptop that Bill sent me to show up in the mail because things take a long time to get up here internationally, especially right now. So I thought I'd treat myself to something fun to play. So I pulled out Panzer Dragoon Saga off the shelf, which I've had for a few years. And just and I kind of was like holding on to that and a few other games like as a prize for when I'm done with NES. I'm like, I'm going to play some of these like real big heavy hitters and just, just enjoy them. But I was like, I've got nothing pressing right now. I'm going to dig into this one early. It was a very unique game. Very interesting. Not at all what I it's expected. Very different. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's been obviously the '90s since the last time I played through it, but I just do remember extremely unique. Yeah, I've. I don't think I've played anything quite like it, uh, and it was so much shorter than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, it's not a long game when you look at how many discs are involved. It's, it's but there's, about yeah, three FMV, to four hours a disc, F- and you're switching discs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of FMV and and whatnot. So. Very good. So, uh, you know, worth the dollars, do you think, oh, to God, people? No. Or? no. Like, if, if you're just <laughs> buying it because you love RPGs even, if that's, like, your genre, it's not the best RPG. Like, uh, you it's, know, got, it's, it's, it's hyped a yeah. lot, but it's very unique. Very unique. Yeah, very if you want something different, it's definitely different. Uh, the combat system and some of the, like, leveling systems, very cool, very interesting. The music was really, really good. I was impressed that the whole thing is voice acted. Uh, it's Japanese with with um, English subtitles, but like everything, like not just the the cutscenes. Like you talk to a, the shop owner and he's gonna blab on to you for a minute in, in uh, Japanese. It was pretty neat. Um, very linear. It's not not really much side questing. There, there's a few like things, but you really don't have to do them. They don't. Uh, the rewards probably aren't worth the effort for some of them. Um, but yeah, it was 
kind of a cool twist at the end too where at the start i was like oh it's kind of funny like they they want my name they don't want me to name my character they're like who are you that is controlling edge and so i, I put my actual name in which i never do into video games because I, I don't want the character to have my name and then that that kind of came back at the end in, in a neat way i thought yeah yeah it's a, it's a cool story and Azel's an interesting character and uh yeah no I, I i'm you know i'm glad that there's more um like uh ode options for saturn coming out now so a lot more people can play these things i mean, obviously probably could have got mod chips and burn yeah. things but now it's going to make it very accessible i, I have not people. looked up the price of this game in years and i'm kind of afraid to but even what i paid for it like five years ago like that's if you're just paying that to play it, even that's like too much. Like it's way more expensive than what you get out of it. It's shelf candy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want to say even back when I bought it new, I think I had to pay like 80 or $90 for it because you had to order it directly from Sega right. and it had shipping and everything else on top of it. That, so that's uh, the right price though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's shelf candy. I mean, well, let's be honest. But would I ex- encourage people to play it somehow if they can? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, like, yeah, Sega should re-release it on the Switch or something. Like, it is uh, worth checking out just for the novelty. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I've played the, the previous Panzer Dragoon, like, the, the on-rail shooters. Uh, so it was neat to see some familiar like it's been years since i played those but like i'm like i recognize this location i know that dragon like they're and then near the end you start getting some like uh, some real lore dumps and i'm like okay i that guy i know I've, I've played through with him i didn't realize that the other games took place so much in the past prior to this game and had a really cool setting too cool cool well sounds like you've been up to quite a bit yeah that that's about it for me though Oh, very good. Well, um, well, on my end, I mean, it sounds like I've not been quite as busy as you have, at least not on that front. But um, I've watched, been watching a few things. I have been digging back to Star Trek Discovery because I don't, I don't know why. I I started watching it like when it first came out. I watched a few episodes and I just kind of fell off, and I don't really remember why I fell off. I mean, I like Star Trek, so uh, I went back and just started again from the beginning of Discovery, and I'm really enjoying it this time around. So I don't know why I got sidetracked last time around, but I've probably almost done with season one. So and as someone who loved Next Generation, but hasn't really connected with any other Star Trek, would you recommend I check that one out? I don't know much about Discovery. Hmm. I mean, okay, so Next Generation is very much in the vein of let's explore the universe, right? And interact and new stories every time. Um, Discovery is very much a traditional, here's a story arc for the season. Um, It is set in the time period of original Trek. I don't think it was the format that I loved so much. I think it was just the, like just the positivity of the whole thing. Like when like they meet someone like the Borg, it's not like we need to destroy the Borg. It's like, we need to understand the Borg. One of them's our friend now. Like what can we do to help these people? Like it was just kind of a neat, different take on things. It has some fun moments of, of kind of both. So some episodes are a little harsher 
um, because they have a certain story of the main conflict going on, mm-hmm. and there's some also some lighthearted moments that go on to it, or or more touching parts where you get to know the characters more. And I think that's one thing that Star Trek's always been good at yeah. is digging into the characters more than like Star Wars. Like who's Qui Gon Jinn? I don't know, some dude with a lightsaber. You know, he gets killed at the first movie. I mean, what do you know about the guy? A little, right? But Star Trek is about let's invest in these characters and get you to really enjoy their presence. And they do a good job of that. I would say um, watch maybe the first three episodes. And if you don't like what you're seeing beyond then, eh, you know, you're probably okay. Um, Again, I've not gotten to the second and third season. I mean, it's three and there's four episodes. Season four is coming this year. But again, for me, I like Trek. And, you know, in your case... I'd say if you haven't watched Voyager, you should probably check oh, out Voyager. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that one. I remember catching like one or two when it was like on the air. I haven't really thought of that show since then. Yeah, again, a lot of that exploration base. Cool. So they're in a totally different part of the galaxy without Federation, and it's kind of a different idea with Voyager. Sweet. But um, yeah, so uh, I'll report back when I've got more Discovery under my belt, but I... As much as I binge watch anything, I've been binge watching, which basically means like like two episodes. I've tried to stop doing Um, that. I really haven't. Like I'm enjoying how Disney's like one a week. That's all you get. I'm like, this is nice. Every Friday, I just look forward to one show. Done. Yeah, I don't tend to. I sit and consume a lot of media at once. Not like that, anyway. I mean, just I I have. um, Just don't. It started making me not feel good about what i was doing with my time I'd, I'd rather play games read a book you know go out with the kids or something that's usually the way i am i'd like my brain to be engaged tv and movies kind of belong at a certain time where it's like i really just need to sit and there's not a lot of that time for me but when it fits it feels good mm-hmm. and it's an unwind time so um outside of that i played uh xcom enemy unknown which was a ps3 360 i mean i assume it's on the ps3 yeah. i don't know but um strategy i don't know what bill's talked about for forex whatever those things are called i don't, I don't think it's a forex I, I'm not, game i'm not as familiar i don't know i don't think it's that type of I, game. I, there is like an like i don't know but it is strategy but there's some like extra junk grafted onto it right so um i first started playing and i was kind of like it was some parts were rubbing me the wrong way and and so I was like, look, maybe I'm just not. So what I did is I started over. I took the difficulty down to easy. And I had also learned from the first time playing it, like, there's this other goofy part that's not strategy, that you should just do this, even though it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, the first way I started playing it's like, oh, what do I spend all my time doing? Strategy with my guys killing aliens, putting them in the right place, you know, str- just tactically thinking about what I'm doing. So my thought was, like, whenever upgrades and all your building stuff came around, I'm like, oh, I'm going to build stuff for my guys because they're the one doing everything. That's who I'm doing. What's what I'm playing? That's the game I'm playing. No, no, no. That's wrong. It's completely wrong. All the other crud, do that crud first. Then you get to upgrade your guys later, which makes no sense to me. But that's how you should play the game. <laughs> that's how I figured it out. Because if not, you, like, everything falls apart and you have no money. That's just... It doesn't make anyway. So once I learned that part, then then it was okay, and I I played all the way through it, and I beat it. It's a little shorter than I thought it was going to be, but um, it's got Panzer Dragoon Saga I, syndrome. 
I wouldn't say it's quite <laughs> that short, but uh, yeah. And and kind of once you get into the hang of the structure of the game, it's fairly repetitious. But uh, you know, it doesn't drag it out too long to where the point where you're like, okay, I'm tired of this. <clears throat> so I I beat that last night. And again, I think I've had enough of it. I'll I think I'll pick up the second one. I don't know if I'll want to pick it up like today and start it tomorrow. I might need a break, but um, I did enjoy it enough where I'll go check out nice. XCOM Two. Yeah, Bill's not here, and we both took one of his recommendations and enjoyed it. So, well, Bill, when you're listening to us, know that we care. Um, speaking of things that can be grindy. Um, <laughs> So everybody probably knows uh, the death of the PlayStation 3 and Vita store and all that is coming. It's been widely circulated. So we've got until June, I think, you know, before they kill that yeah, off. Yeah, for, I think for PS3 and, and PSP, and I think the Vita was like in August or something. Yeah, because that's a huge difference, yeah. right? Um, so, I mean, obviously, if you want to buy something, you need to do it now. But really, they say, oh, you know, you'll be able to download your stuff. Don't worry. Yeah, whatever. I don't believe that for a heartbeat. So I'm like, look, I guess I should just do the final upgrade on my PS3. It can You max it out at a one terabyte hard drive. That's all it can handle. So I'm like, okay, I'll just buy a one terabyte hard drive. I'll download, like, everything I own onto it. So, so how full did you get I, a terabyte? Is that enough? Um, I Yeah, yeah. For me, for everything I had, and I've got a lot of PS Plus stuff, um, so yeah, it was plenty of room. I mean, disc games, I didn't install all of them because yeah, you can you still know, do that. That that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. But as far as downloading all the goofy freebies and other junk, yeah, I think I still had not quite half the drive left. So you if know. your system fails, can you take that hard drive and put it in a new PS3 and still have your stuff? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Let me just tell you, if you've forgotten, if you've forgotten how Or some of us never even knew. The PlayStation 3 store experience is, it's a whole new level of pain to do anything in it. So let me explain. Um, the things you own, um, if you got a bunch of them, there's no way to queue up more than one at a time. <laughs> I mean, there is a queue, but I mean, you have to literally queue them up one at a time. Um, and so if there's DLC or if there's other little bit, you've got to queue all this stuff up. The queue has a maximum size <laughs> and it can't hold more than that. Like, and is it a huge number, like 100 or is it no, like 10? No, it's probably like 20. It, it's not. So I think I, when I went in there, it's like you have like 270 items or something. So, okay, so that starts it. So what you have to do... You log in, you get your giant list of stuff, eventually, because it's not fast, but eventually you get your stuff. So for each item in your download list, again, there's like no select all or any, no, 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 none of that. You have to like hit the button on the thing. It comes up to download. Okay, cool. Download. Okay, so it starts that process. And then there's a button that says download in the background. So, okay, that's good because I want to actually be able to do something else. You click download in the background. It says, okay preparing depending on how big it is you might be there for two or three minutes while it's preparing <laughs> it's gotta get itself hyped up for this this big lift it's yeah be. so you're gonna watch this meter because you can't do anything else until it's done while it's preparing and then finally it puts you in puts it in the queue 
releases you back. Okay, now do that again. But now do that 200 and something <laughs> times when you can only do it in small chunks. And then... So was some of it like you had to wait two minutes to like download your horse armor in yes. Skyrim for like well, 10 I, seconds? I didn't have that, but yes. Was it something of that yes. equivalent? <laughs> yes. And then... Your Street Fighter costume, once you, so that's it, right? Once you cue it, right, um, then... B, it's slower than dirt. I don't care. It doesn't matter how fast your connection is. They they must throttle it somewhere. They're probably overloaded with everybody trying to scramble to get their stuff downloaded right now, too. I don't know. And then, after that, it has to, like, install the stuff. And, which is... So, this nice thing is once you can finally get through all this queue stuff, then you can go and, like, when you put it... Turn it off, it'll say, do you want to automatically power down after downloads are done? So you just say, yeah, so that way you can just turn your TV to something else and it'll just do it, right? And when it's done, it'll turn itself off. But let me tell you, like, getting all the items I had took literally days. Literally days. Like, I would just queue a bunch of them up and then I would come back and check on it after hours. <laughs> oh, I could fit a few more in the queue. Oh, it's time for bed now. <laughs> Sometimes I would come back. PS3 is still on the morning, still doing its thing from the queue from the night before. Maybe get through half the day before we finally shut itself off. Can it kill your poor so machine? I finally got not even gaming on it. Uh, you know, and the thing is, you know, they always it's like a launch PS3, so it runs hot enough. <laughs> so I have to like, I have to like move it in a certain way, so like it, I can get as much heat out of it as possible because I don't want it to die. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So it's a joke, really. The machine's a joke, but. It's done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm good. I even like, because like all your free Vita games, you can download those on the PS3. So if I ever get a Vita again, I can load those off of it. So I am good That's with that PSN. joke, right? There's no games on the Vita. We all know that. <laughs> I mean. So yeah. as someone who's like, just doesn't know anything about downloading from that era, especially, uh, is the 360 a lot smoother then? Oh, it's no, it's like a night and day comparison. There's there's no, that'd be like saying, is there any comparison between a Model T that you have to get out and like hand crank to start it and can go like 20 miles an hour or just your car you drive every day now? (laughs) Is there any difference between those? I mean, they both have wheels and go, right? Okay. That's funny. It's horribly, it's, it's, I don't know. Um, it's almost like I, only Nintendo could dream up a worse system than this. <laughs> so, anyway, you put in the frame so, code again for, for those of you. To your queue. <laughs> yeah. So, for those of you that have PS3s, I hope you got start the time. Now, you hands. might not be done by June. Yes, that's. The, I would say start. Don't put it off. <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyway, that happened. Um, days of my life that I'll never get back. And, uh, but the good news is that you can get like a one tire of a high drive cheap, right? Because the transfer speeds on a PS3 are so slow, there's no real advantage to getting like an SSD. So just buy like a cheap hard, like regular hard drive. Slap it in there. It's like 40, 50 bucks. You're done. Yeah, it's not bad for a terabyte. Uh, nah. And then last but not least, um, Capcom Pro Tour 2021 started this weekend. So, um, started with the first Japanese qualifier. 
that happens, of course, since on the other planet side of the planet, uh, it's not while I'm awake. So uh, I watch it after the fact. I started watching a little bit of last night's stream. I didn't get all the way through it because they're not they're not long, and they only start streaming at top sixteen. So um, I'll finish that all up tomorrow and the next few days. I mean, I'll you know take it in chunks. But uh, happy to see that you know Street Fighter Five's had a lot of new things added to it this season whole new mechanics and everything so it's, it's pretty neat to see how everybody adapts to it uh plus they've uh added a, a lot new a lot of more regions this time around so um parts of the world that have never really been in contention oh, that's, that's uh, now cool. are yeah so like the first time um any, like... they've never had any um, Capcom Pro Tour competition spots in Africa at all, uh, which is crazy considering how big that continent is. But um, so this time around, there is a South Africa premiere, nice. and so there'll be a slot for South Africa. That's exciting. Just and to, like, hope like some this time uh, instead of the, up and shaking things up. Yeah, yeah, and so like in the U.S., there's just been West and East. So, like, if you live on the coasts, I guess you'd get a chance. So this year, there's a Midwest region. Whoa, and You're, you're a contender. And similar things, like, in... No, I'm not. Uh, but they've been, like, simple, Central S. Similar things, so like, Central America used to incorporate a lot, and now, like, Brazil is its own region. Yeah. Because the scene it's in Brazil is huge. Game, so, yeah. yeah, especially for SNK stuff. Yeah. So again, um, they've done a good job of diversifying and putting more premieres out there. Again, they're still online due to COVID, which I mean makes sense. That's all sure, you can but do. Yeah, if they can set this but, all um, this year yeah. and then next year they can actually have some of these guys come to some events. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, because they usually do the um, maybe not Brazil. Maybe give you know, them the season one more year. ends usually like in. They're not dealing well with. Well, COVID. I mean that's it though. <laughs> like the. Um, the Capcom Pro Tour usually ends, like the finals are usually in February. Okay. So, you know, 2021 finals will be, hopefully, will be next February. So maybe by then they'll be able to have an in-person. I mean, they had planned to do it this this year in person, but, you know, uh, they had planned to do it in the Dominican. Well, first it was in France, and then, of course, you know. But then they had set it up to do it in the Dominican Republic. But even that got shut down, because I guess the DR has been doing pretty well with it. Oh, nice. But, you uh, I think it just has to do with, you know, a lot of people coming in from other countries. They weren't real thrilled about yeah, that. Yeah. So, yeah, more fun stuff to watch when I can sneak it in. And, you know, the online format doesn't bother me any. I know the players like to be in person a lot more, but um, it's still fun for me to watch. Cool. And that's kind of all the updates for me. So, um, now that I've talked about the PS3 and some of its faults, Right. Um, we're going to swing into our main topic for this episode, which um, we're going to try, hopefully, not to be too gloomy and doomy in this one. But uh, we are going to deal with some realities because this has recently bubbled to the surface about the PlayStation 4, right? Yeah. Uh, and just yesterday, the PlayStation 5 as well has a very similar issue. Right. So... Um, <laughs> For those that don't know or have not read up on it yet, the issue surrounding the hardware is that um, if the clock battery dies... When when the, the clock so, battery dies. Yes, right. 
So for those of you that don't realize this, inside of your PlayStation uh, 3, 4, 5, they have a clock battery. It's a little, like a watch battery, basically. It's a little CR2032. It's in there like your computer does, right? To keep track of the time when the, when the system's off. Um, and eventually, of course, that will die. It's the same battery that's in Nintendo games, though, so sometimes they last a really yeah. long time. I, I've had probably 8 out of 10 still hold their charge. Yeah, I've done a lot of battery replacing, and again, I would say, you know, half to three quarters probably still would have been fine, at least for the moment. But, you know, we know fun things like batteries leak, and also batteries die, Um so for a lot of people, they probably don't care because they don't intend to be playing their PlayStation in 10, 15, 20 years. But we are people that do play games that are old. And so but, but there's some people, too, like even if they don't care now, like when you have a kid, you're like, hey, you want to see Uncharted or God of War, whatever game they grew up with. And it's like, oh, I can't just pull that out of the closet anymore. Right, because here's the issue. Because uh, you might say, well, you know digital games like we were talking about this remember your first thing like well that's digital games i don't have to worry about that right no 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 so um when the system loses track of the time it has to get the time data and everything else back from the playstation servers and that's what it sets up and this is crucial because there's some system-based functionality that's in there with trophy data and how that synchronizes but essentially, long story short, if it can't communicate back to the PlayStation server, it just won't play anything. Anything. Not a disc game. Not a downloaded so game. So the PS3 will still play disc games. It's the 4 and the 5 that have that issue. Right. Right. So I guess, yeah, yeah. I misspoke. So PlayStation 3 will still do yeah. something. Yeah, it just won't do your, your digital stuff. Yeah. Right. PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 will do nothing nothing five there's there's okay this is like brand new because um this twitter account i follow called does it play has been testing this out lately and so okay took the the battery out of the ps5 and they're like okay what can we do and they're like it it boots up in like safe mode right away we have to like bypass safe mode once we launch the system again they they play they were like ps4 games mostly play fine that for some reason they couldn't get resident evil 2 remake to to boot but all the other PS4 games they're putting in, they're like, we can play. But PS5 games was where it got more interesting. They're like, we can play Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Every other game we've put in, like, Mortal Kombat 11 gets to 97% installed and fails consistently at 97%. We cannot install that game completely to play. And they were having that kind of issue with every other game they were trying. Okay. So we're very hit and miss, I guess, is the story. PlayStation 4, we know, is basically like a dead duck. It's just a dead duck. Right. Um, PlayStation 5 sounds like maybe we have some hope. We might have some disc-based compatibility, and I think the issue is going to be more with the developers. Like, if they had a big day one patch that's needed to play the game, you won't have access to that kind of stuff, so you just won't play the game. So there's that. And then on the flip side, something you brought up is the new Xboxes and the potential issues with them, right? Yeah. So... You want to talk about that one for sure. a minute? So the, the one and the Series X and S um, kind of all have the same issue where they also need access to a server to play anything, including a disc in there. Um, so you need that one like ping where it's like, okay, there's a disc. 
you're the owner, now you can play. So if you don't have that ping to the server, you just can't play that game. You need that in there one time. Once you've done it that one time, then you're good to keep playing after that. But you need that initial internet connection to uh, play anything, digital or physical. So as soon as those servers shut down, then you won't get that ping. You'll need some kind of workaround for that to play anything. And that really leads us into this horrible space, which I think we've talked about a lot that is coming, right? Um, the impact is, you know, you and I, we care to a degree, but think about people that grow up now, like you were saying, right? And future retro gamers, as weird as that sounds, how much of a thing is that even going to be? I mean, and that's kind of what we want to get into. So what are the implications? Uh, obviously, we don't have crystal balls into the future. Um, so let's start, if we can, with the basics. With um, Do you think this will get addressed? Do you think there's any chance that Sony or Microsoft change this. this will definitely get addressed but not by sony or microsoft <laughs> or any other <laughs> of the actual developers and publishers i think this will be left to enthusiasts to to solve and fix so you're saying it'll get hacked yes absolutely i think i think we're going to rely on hackers more and more every year that goes by kind of thing to preserve this stuff yeah i i think you're right um and to some degree, you know, we don't have to worry much about PlayStation 3 and some of that because it's already cracked, right? <laughs> um, even I could say the same thing about at least some Switches, right? The first rounds, first quite a bit of Switches were, are, are, can be cracked. So um, <clears throat> that's probably not going to be as big of an issue, but we all know that that takes time. And... They, of course, Sony and Microsoft try to make it harder and harder to do that, uh, which I get. I mean, don't get me wrong. I get that. Um, I think when you, the further you, you get away to, the, the less they care. So, like, right. once these PS3, Vita, PSP servers shut down, then I think, you know, that it's it's time for the hackers and the pirates to, like, start working. And then in a few years, we should have some really good solutions for these kind of issues. But if you started doing that kind of stuff on the PS4 already, I think Sony might have some some litigation to send your way and, and make it a little harder in that realm. And I wonder if law wasn't the way it is, you know, I would think a, a sign of goodwill would be maybe at a certain point in time the companies just unlock the machines, right? They just go look. PlayStation 3 is, let's say, 20 years old, right? We're just, before we turn the servers off, we're going to push one last little simple update that just unlocks the whole doggone thing, right? Turns all this online functionality off permanently to where at least things will play, right? Yeah. We're not going to support it, and if things are weird, too bad. But at least we're going to do what we can to just turn that switch so that off. That sounds like something Microsoft could do, right? Because it's just a, an online ping for most of the stuff, but PlayStation's got like a hardware problem. Could they do something firmware-wise to fix that? Well, if something can be hacked, 
then they could write new software right. to but, do it. But but right? you'd still have to open up your PS4 and put a new battery in at some point. Yes. Yeah. We have to do that no yeah. matter what. Um, I would imagine if it gets hacked. Yeah. Uh, because if not, eventually, I mean, it may rupture and, and destroy sure. your system. I th- so. This kind of thing actually makes me a little bit excited in one realm uh, where where people are always saying, like, how long are game stores going to be around? And I think they're going to be more important than ever going forward, and they're going to have to have knowledgeable staff who can hack these consoles and repair them so they can actually sell them and, and keep them going kind of thing. So even though... You know they're not going to explode, and there's going to be new game stores everywhere. I think we've got a niche that's going to be able to be there and and keep getting filled. I definitely think so. I mean, think about I don't know, has it been maybe ten years ago or whatever? Remember, um, there was a period of time where nobody cared about the NES, and the pins were garbage, and that's just was life. And then suddenly, like out of China, they started manufacturing new pin sets. I mean, they were kind of trash. Yeah, definitely trash. But- I remember those, yeah. But you could get them. I mean, this was something that was just unobtainium, right? You, you had to go grab it off another machine or try to fix the one you had. Yeah. People were doing weird hacks with, like, you know, soldering things together and all kinds of crazy stuff. And then we had add-ons like the Blinking Light Win, yeah, you know, to solve that problem. And think about how low and basic level that is, right? It's like literally some connectors right, that go around a corner and how much more complex this is. So, yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think it'll take some very dedicated people uh, and it probably won't be a local scene. Unless um, you're in like a big city, yeah. Right. Uh, I think this will be a, a specialty area. But I can see because, you know, you're seeing a lot of this now with um, Saturn and PlayStation 1 and older hardware where there's all this tech that's been being and has been created for them now. Um, I mean, like PlayStation 1 has like the PlayStation 1 digital, so you can get HDMI out of it. Um, there's the X station, which is an optical disc emulator. There's the mode, which is an optical disc emulator. Saturn has several that can work. There's the mode. There's the, you know, satiator. There's the, the other one I'm trying to think of, the Fenrir or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> again, like all of these things are coming out because there's enough market and the amount of consoles that are out there have, gone down over time so people want to keep the ones they have alive because value at some point starts to go back up because scarcity right all these other ones are died or in landfills yeah like i had to plop a new uh 2032 into my saturn before i could play panther dragoon saga because it wasn't going to save otherwise unless they threw you know action replay in there and the saturn for whatever reasons yeah, Saturn, for whatever reason, seems to drink batteries. Yeah, um, the, before I even turned on the system, I'm like, I'm going to throw this one out and put the new one in because I know it's dead. Yeah, I don't know why the clock on that one pulls so much power, but it sure does. I, well, I, I know, well, because it's not the clock. It's also that backup RAM. Um, and you don't have to worry. I mean, that's why you don't have to worry about it on a PlayStation because you get the memory card. It's different. You don't doesn't need that. And um, PS1 doesn't have a real-time clock on it, so... Yeah, it's a different story. But yeah, I think it's going to become, yeah, a hacker trade. I, I, I think it would be good for Sony to do these things. I don't think it will. 
because Sony has shown itself to not give two craps about retro gaming. Yeah. Except uh, except if it puts money in their pockets. Yeah, but even then, it, it seems rare. I mean, we can look at the PlayStation Mini. That was a yeah bad attempt at, at that. Right. But they thought they could make a buck. Yeah. Which was weird because at the same time they were parroting out of the other side of their mouth the story that nobody cares about this old crap. Why would we put backward compatibilities in our yeah. system? Well, they could have made money if they made a better product with a better lineup too. Like they, they that was a weird retro console. Pretty weak as him. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, like not even putting a, a dual shock in the box, like too. Like there there's a lot of weird stuff about that. Yeah, it's like they just saw this as a a throwaway. Yeah. They didn't handle it. Um, not like Nintendo did. Or Yeah, they're, they're really mixed messaging for a while now on how they deal with their legacy. Right, um, because they go in such weird directions. Like, um, like with the PlayStation 5, the, the built-in game is like a pure nostalgia piece. Yeah, a beautiful one. Yeah, so you introduce your new console with the heritage of the PlayStation family. Remember Jumping Flash and Bushido Blade and and 90% of your players are like, nope, don't remember those. Right, but it's like, oh, remember all these cool things? Would you like to play them? Too bad. You can't. Yeah. There's no way for you to do that on this system. I wouldn't even sell them to you digitally. Too bad. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a head scratcher. I don't get it. Um, I haven't tried it out yet, but what I've heard is um, if you pay to unlock the developer mode on the new Xbox, that it has a, like an awesome PlayStation 2 emulator. <laughs> so your, your new Xbox Series X is going to play PlayStation 2 games when your PlayStation 5 doesn't. It's got the PlayStation Now. It's that That's its only option for for older catalog but it's very curated it's not everything not even close right well you think you're gonna play jumping flash on there no no probably not (laughs) right but i mean that's weird that they yeah sometimes they want to use and lean on that to be like remember sony remember us and then launching the ps5 as well they're like we believe in generations like this is a new leap you can't do anything and, and literally all you're playing is PS4 games on it right now because there is no, as of this recording, there is no PS5 like exclusive. There's, there's Darks or Demon Souls, which is a, a remake of a PS3 game. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I would say it's upgraded enough to maybe where there's one. Right? Sure. That one's not like a clear cut example, though. Like you can't ever play Demon Souls right. or anything else. Like, and, and that's their messaging. We believe in generations when we obviously don't believe in generations. And like you said, the pack-in is like a beautiful uh, homage to their heritage. And how they didn't even bother to talk about PlayStation 4 backwards compatibility till almost right up the yeah, launch. Yeah, kind of Xbox made them. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Sony, I don't get where you're coming from. I'm enjoying your product, but dang it, man. I mean... Yeah, I can emulate PS2 on all sorts of stuff these days. Or PS1. I mean, like, I, my toaster can probably emulate PS1 at this point in time. Come on, it, it right? It's not hard. Probably. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you could pay a... Uh, it wouldn't be hard, anyway. Um, 
On the flip side, though, getting back to that unlock situation, I think Xbox and Microsoft have even less incentive to ever do that because they let you keep playing your old games on new systems. So they're kind of like, why would you ever care to go back to the 360 because you can just play your 360 games now. As long as you've got internet connection and their servers are running. So there's a point and... where servers won't run. Obviously, it'll happen at some point. So that's where I hope you're right, and they just they do the goodwill thing, and they're like, "Hey, get this last update," and, and you're, you're opened up. Yeah, you hope so. Um, the, the not I being able know. to play a disc without like checking with Papa Xbox is is really weird. Why is that even a, a feature? Well, we know why it's a feature. Um, well, it, I know it has to do with their smart delivery right now, too. They're like, we want you playing the best version, not this crappy old version that you might have played before. I think discs are that weird compromise that the console makers have kept hold of just enough to be like, we we don't want to like we don't want the fallout from taking them away, right? And that's why I think we've seen these digital consoles kind of come out as a way to like, slowly you know ramp this up and be like look guys just an alternative right we're not taking away from you you could but you could buy these things if we and want we're gonna to, make it just annoying to. enough that this other way looks looks like the best way until eventually you know i and you know what even that's like not the most annoying part it's not the check-in for most people i know there's going to be a small percentage that that makes the game just unplayable for them but it's the developers not putting the whole damn game on the disc is the most annoying part <laughs> lately. I gotta like check and see if the whole thing's there or not. It's ridiculous. You pretty much know on any new game, it's not all there. If, if right? it is everything like, gets a day one patch. Big five publishers, it's almost guaranteed not to be. If you're buying like an EA, Activision, uh, Bethesda, like you're, you're guaranteed to not have the game there. It's so stupid. And think about some games that have changed so radically over their life yeah, that, wanted to bring that up. in the future, you'll never be able to get back to yeah. it. You'll never, ever be able to get back to when, it. When we were talking about what, what it looks like, and like especially when the kids growing up now want to play, like I'm thinking about like my son when he wants to show his son what Minecraft is. He's going to have to dig through like hundreds of versions to find what he remembers as Minecraft. It's going to be so vastly different by then. Yeah, because even if you popped in the disc version of Minecraft, what's now going on in Minecraft is not at all what's on that disc, yeah. right? It's not even close. Yeah. I mean, the base idea is there, but yeah. And some games are even more radically different. I mean, you get games like, I mean, I haven't gone through them, but you hear about things like Anthem and things where they feel like, man, this is just we have to just trash pieces of this because yeah. there are no issues. Man's Sky is another one that's changed very radically. Um, Fallout 76, like anything that's got a like persistent online kind of focus to it. Yeah. Like, like world of Warcraft, like when people went back to classic, wow, they're like, this is, this was what I used to play. Really? This doesn't. <laughs> right. Well, rose tinted glasses, obviously. Yeah. Um, like I know the speedrunning community kind of deals with this already. So I think that's, that's going to be a big help is they're going to be able communities like that can define eras based on patches and stuff when they're like, Hey, this is the major changes that happened in, you know, 1.02 and 1.08, this huge thing happened and, and they can kind of 
break it into generations of that game almost. Well, they already do that to some degree because you'll see people like, I'm running, uh, you know. It's like Zelda Ocarina of Time cartridges. Like they have all the different uh, uh, stamps yeah. on the back so they know which version's which because they have different glitches they can do in different games. It's... Right. They're like, I'm running the 1.0 japanese version of this and like that's the category because it has whatever glitches they use and japanese text is shorter so they can go through it so i think like speedrunning specifically but also other like hacking groups are gonna kind of have to categorize everything like that going forward to uh be able to make it manageable for people i don't envy them so when Uh, my son wants to show his kids minecraft he's gonna say i need to know what you know 2018 minecraft was like because that's when i loved it the most kind of thing i think they'll have to go to youtube videos and be like this is what it was if youtube is still at that point in time well there'll be tiktoks by then right (laughs) (laughs) or whatever right but i mean you don't know if any of this stuff will be around in 20 years um you think maybe but who knows right or if like if something um, like Minecraft is still alive and kicking and, and doing well, like they're not going to want you to dig too far into the past. In a lot of cases, they're just going to want you to buy the latest and greatest and make it make it challenging to go back. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of like we talked about before, right? If there's unless there's money in it for them, which <clears throat> okay, that's capitalism. It is what it is. But um, at some point in time, you do need, I think, some goodwill from your from your owners and the people that that support your platforms. I mean, I know, I'll be honest, it is real convenient for me to, like, oh, like, I was playing the XCOM game. I mean, it, it, it's a 360 game. Plays great on my new Xbox. I mean, there's no problems, right? I can't do that with PS3. I have to keep my PS3 hooked up and slap new hard drives in it. And... Do all sorts of stuff to keep it running. I, it'll probably live under my TV until it dies. Um, because it is my PlayStation 1, 2, and 3 hey, machine. If it lived through your 200-plus download queue, it's going to live forever now. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, I'm rooting for it. That Out of all the systems that could die, when that one dies, that's probably going to hurt the worst, yeah. I think. Um, I don't know if I'd ever spend the crazy money they command now to replace it but no i'm glad i got mine when i did too yeah yeah i i baby it i will definitely say that i've even thought like not seriously enough but i've thought about like could i come up with some really good cooling solution for this just to baby it along a little bit better you know Duct like tape some ice packs to it right or like can i put some kind of cool well, venting into like, it last or? time when we talked i was playing a lot of twisted metal stuff and I've got my PS3 sitting there, hooked up, ready to go. I could have played all of that on it, but I've I've got the PS2 right next to it. I'm like, I'll put the extra wear and tear on the PS2. I don't want to waste any hours on my PS3 because it's got a limited life lifespan. And isn't that sad that you have to do that? You're like, I'm on, you know, I got to take care of my baby here. I'm almost like this is you know okay. Nobody's listening. If you're listening, crazy people, this is what do this i'll maybe i'll backstart this i would back this kickstarter i want somebody to design a new shell for the ps3 so you just take your innards out and put it in this new shell but i want this shell to be big and bulky and designed to keep this thing ridiculously cool like insanely cool so i don't have to worry about it melting down and dying right so i don't care if it looks like that you strap on right? 
Right, and like kid, like it could like have a giganto crazy fan. I don't care if it's loud. I don't care if it's gigantic. Now that we're all used to the size of the PS5, you can make it up to that big. <laughs> <laughs> right, you could make. I don't care. I mean, it doesn't have to be attractive. It could look like a giant brick for all I care. But I just don't want the machine to die. So please help me keep my PS3 alive. Hashtag save PS3. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so, um, I don't think we're going to get help from Sony and Microsoft. Um, like you say, hackers probably are what we have. And eventually when it's old enough and cheap enough, we'll get all those like third party consoles, like third, like the Retron apes will be play PS3 games and 360 games. You think? At some point, like what's the, uh, man. I was following it for a while and I totally forgot. There's like that disc-based one. Um, it's talking like the Polymega. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. So yeah, like yeah. You got PS1, Saturn, 3DO, and Turbo CD, I think, in that one. So give it another ten years, and why wouldn't you have you know 360 Wii U PS3? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, emulation is always a thing, right? So, and you look at how FPGA technology continues to really escalate. But um, now that I, after I've said that out loud, I'm thinking like, I don't know how you do that because you, you don't have any of the digital stuff. You don't have any of the patches or DLCs or anything that goes along with putting your disc in from that era. That might be the last era that that's even possible to do a, a retro system like that. But we have to know... All this stuff is somewhere, right? Um, there are dark parts of the internet where all of this stuff is stored. I mean, people that crack, I mean, I guarantee you, like PS3, 360 stuff, all that stuff is away somewhere. Um, Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, sure, because they just download it and their machines are cracked, so they can just offload it somewhere else right. and they can back them up, right? So I guess after a certain amount of time when nobody's going to be litigious about it, they could just make access to the patching stuff right. that's out there. Not give you access to the games, but it would at least recognize and feed you the patches right. that you'd need. So I could see that. God, that's a sad future that we have to hope on, you know, like depend on like future hyperkins or something <laughs> to to do this, but you're probably right. Um I guess it depends. Like to up to like 360 and PS3, that's probably fine because I think those are pretty well cracked. I mean, obviously, like PS4 and I don't think those have been cracked, right? Like Xbox One, PS4. Not that I'm aware of, but I haven't followed that too closely. I'm sure it's a matter of time. Well, I mean, it's always a matter of time. Computing power will advance, and at some point in time, they'll have enough to throw at it to yeah. crack these things. Like you said, the Switch was cracked like right off the bat, so it's only a matter of time before these other consoles get cracked too that was known that was a known design flaw so i mean that was pretty easy for hackers they're like oh really you left that in there cool (laughs) (laughs) so i have just nintendo being dumb uh, or nvidia or whoever it was somewhere but um sony and microsoft have gotten a little bit better at that i think sony obviously really learned from the ps1 with how rampant mod chips were um and I don't know. I've never really been into the Xbox. I know there was that there was a crack for Xbox pretty early too that you could do pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, just with well, like it was still a retail. Model. There were people, yeah, cracking that. And I know there were mod chips and stuff for PlayStation Two 
early later on though there's that whole free mcboot and all that stuff that that got out there uh and 360's got the jtag and and so yeah i mean people are out there and they're still doing it so i guess that's some hope as long as some of this hardware continues to survive it is kind of weird though i mean do you ever think about these things like i i've thought like for example i didn't do it but right at the very end of the 3ds lifespan um I was super tempted to buy a new 3DS and just stash it. I have a few. <laughs> Do I, you? Yeah, I've found a few of my like favorite uh, like special editions, and I have them new in box, like packed away. See, why didn't you smack me and say, hey, "Do it"? You need um, one. I, I know a guy who can hook you up. <laughs> Do you want an NES theme run? I got two of them. <laughs> Maybe I do. Talk to me later. Um, but. I, like even like remember like the 360 had like this last final version where it was like the uh, E version yes. and it was, just looked like a like I a piece of junk Dell computer that version at my store because it had different uh, composite hookups in the back than every other 360 that had ever come out before it and nobody ever traded them in with the system and yeah. they were like impossible to find you had to like get these <laughs> crappy aftermarket cables and uh, I hated it. But you had to probably know that system was probably a, they had dealt with all the heat issues by then, right? Yeah. So like we never had as far to as longevity goes, yeah. that's probably going to be the one that will outlast the other ones, most likely. Yeah. Right. But the so last I model of the like, PS3, I need to get one of those. We had more issues with than the slim model in the middle. That one seemed like it got better yeah. and then worse again. The last PS3 was kind of like a cost reduced that horrible slide yeah. top tray thing. Yeah. Yeah, same, it felt same cheap. with that last Wii too. They like took out the GameCube compatibility and made it real ugly and with the like, moving top, yeah, little lid, yeah. Uh, I, and that's fine. I understand there are cost reduced versions of yeah. things for a reason. The, just right. to like throw a, like a good note though, that last model of uh, PlayStation, the original one, I love that. It's one of my favorite looking consoles, and it's the PS One yeah, works great, and yeah. I've still got mine with a little LCD screen so up to the top of it. It is really good. I've I've sadly heard that some of those little flip top LCD screens, though the lights are starting to burn out of them. Oh, I know so, those were uh, a hot commodity like ten years ago for like hackers. Uh, like you wanted to make a portable console, those were good screens. So I'm I'm waiting. I'm sure somebody will come up with an aftermarket backlight solution for that, but. Uh, I've heard those are starting to die out. So mine's not dead yet. Well, we'll hold on. But I mean, does that sound silly though that we have to, this our because like would you ever have thought like I need like five Nintendos in case it dies? I mean, no, they don't die. I mean, the pins might break, yeah. but I've had I've you replaced the, the capacitors chip, you in them. Put a new pin in, and yeah, you're set for another you know lifetime. Right. Like I've recapped it, but like or like my Genesis, right? Yeah. I recapped it, but I mean. Thing's gonna go for a long time. Even the ones with the moving parts, like when I wanted to play Saturn, I haven't played my Saturn in years, and all I knew is I'm gonna pop this battery in and be good to go. I'm not gonna have to worry about the disk drive failing or the controller port not working or whatever. Like, never crossed my mind that the system's not gonna function. And I have zero faith in modern consoles long term. Yeah. I mean, after I went through five 360s. I mean, oh yeah, the old red ring days. Yeah, I mean, and those were Microsoft giving them to me. Yeah. Uh, I bought two. I went through five. <laughs> so, I mean, think about that. Um, 
Yeah, and you know, you heard about the whole PS3 yellow light thing, yeah. which again, I've been like super trying to be a baby mine, so that hopefully doesn't happen. Yeah. But I don't know. I just don't have any confidence. I don't feel like they've figured that out. I don't think they care about longevity. No, they like you've seen like with the PS4 right now, like they literally built a machine that has a lifetime to it, like purposefully built it that way. Which is like the whole Apple model, right? Yeah. Forced upgrade cycle. Yeah. Which I can't say that I have Apple products. Well, it's just cell phones um, in general too. Like it's nice to call it Apple specifically, but I think a lot of different cell phones do that same model. Yeah, they kind of self destruct. Um, like my, my phone right now, I'm trying to hold on to it as long as I can, but I need a new one pretty soon. Just physically, it's not going to live much longer. Yeah, and you think about it, like how long do you can you keep a phone? I mean, maybe four years if you stretch it. I mean, you don't drop it. That's ever. crazy, though. That's crazy, though, isn't it? I mean, you wouldn't ever like it. I'm, I'm staring right now, right? I'm staring at an Apple II right here. <laughs> the Apple II came out like in the 70s. This thing works like nobody's business. I mean, it's... Future-proof. Yeah. I, I could probably drop it. And it would not, it would probably damage my floor. <laughs> so, I mean, I, anyway, I, I get it, right? I mean, certain things I get, right? They're mass market products. They have to do things because, but again, like, I, you know, if you told me, Chris, a PlayStation 5 is going to cost you $500 or we could build one that was so well built, it's going to last a long time. And it's $600. I mean, would you have any hesitancy? For us, no. I, I think your typical consumer would have a lot of hesitancy. But I think there's definitely a niche market that would buy that model if that was an option. They, they could sell yeah. the premium, you know, PS5 premium or whatever. And yeah, I'm on board for that. Sure. Um, and if console makers are looking for ways to differentiate, consider that, you know, again... Some people just, it's not all about the graphics or anything else. They just want a product that's going to be ruggedly built. And I know I don't have to buy three of these. That, or whatever yeah, the like, case is. I'm, I'm pretty disappointed with the controller situation with Nintendo this gen. Because typically I, I feel like when I buy a Nintendo anything, like this is going to work and it's going to work forever. And I've never had issues like I have with the Joy-Cons. It's such a pain in the butt. It's like your red ring of death. Like I've sent them back already and I've got them all back and I have four controllers I need to send in again. Yeah, I understand. Um, my kids run into it somewhat. Now we've only had to swap out one so far, uh, but I've got, I've got another one they've started griping about. Yeah. So I'm probably going to have to we've send it in. We've sent four Joy-Cons <clears throat> in and a Switch Lite. So five <laughs> products. And at least I feel, I feel bad for Switch Lite owners because... Then they have no console. I mean, with ours, it's like, okay, here's the, the here's the Pro controller. And because of how Nintendo sets up all their stuff, if you need a replacement system, if they can't fix it, then you lose all your progress. you got to restart everything over. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't go down that road. But, uh... Well, yeah, that, we, that we kind were having of conversa conversation about that, where too. Where we're going here, like, with the... With the uh, what it looks like in the future, because if you want your save file like you used to have it on your cartridge right as long as the battery was good you're good but if your switch gets broken and you still have the cartridge like sometimes you put that in a new system and you don't have your game anymore and i don't 
I used to understand how that worked. I mean, sometimes it was even weird, like Nintendo 64. Sometimes your save game is on the cartridge. Sometimes it's on the goofy memory pack. Typically, it was like the creation stuff was on the memory pack. Not a lot of times did you actually save the game on a memory pack. There were a few, one like Turok and a few sure, other ones, right? Cool, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there was some Nintendo 64 games have a battery. Some don't. <laughs> and so sometimes you know. Anyway, I'm just. I know it's been weird, right? It's not a perfect situation, but at least I could figure it out really easily. Or it told me. I will tell you right now, I got no clue where saves are on Switch. Are they on the little cart? Are they in the system? 50-50. Are they on it's the like an N64 are they situation. On the, are they on the SD card that's in the system? I have no idea. How could I even find that out? I don't even know. You literally have to just save the game and see. Yeah. It's it's all over the place. I know my son, he was having some issues with his SD card recently, so I was having to delete and re-download things for him. And it was a bit messy. Yeah, but this whole thing, it's like, we have a card. The game is a little cartridge. Just put the save back on the little cartridge. What's the problem, <laughs> right? Yeah, so then when I, I play at my it. friend's house, I can have my save. But they don't have you by right. profile, so they won't let me put it on there. Yeah. Nightmare. Uh, could you imagine? Could you be like, man, I would. It's got, I was going to take my Super Nintendo cartridge over to my buddy's house, but my profile's not on their Super Nintendo, so. Yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> the future is, like you said, when we started this whole conversation, we didn't want it to be too, like, Debbie Downer. Uh, and that's why we were going to have this conversation, honestly, with Bill, because Bill was promising to bring some, <laughs> some, some light. Uh, positivity to the conversation. And uh, now you just have two Debbie Downers <laughs> on the call. Um, I guess, though, we have to do say that, you know, hackers will hopefully save yeah. us. Um, save us all. <laughs> um, so let me kind of go back to this, and I want to think about my kids. Right? I, I also wish Bill was here for, like, getting a little PC perspective to, like, what. Like the, the last ten years of PC games, like how does that look in twenty thirty years? Nobody plays PC games. Don't no, worry about it's it. Like the Vita, right? <laughs> I don't know. I I don't play PC yeah, that's games. Why I wish just, Bill was here because I I don't have. But there's like Steam, game. right? Isn't Steam the thing? So if Steam dies, you literally have zero games anymore. Isn't that the way it works? I'm not sure. I can't answer that. I, I don't know either. Um, I would be shocked though if there isn't. Like, it has to check in with Steam. Like, you have to log into a Steam account, right? Don't you have, like, some of those some of those things? I think if it's downloaded, I can play it offline. Because I'm pretty sure I've launched Street Fighter V not being online to be able to check in with Steam. So, like, no cord attached, yeah. no like, we, like we, I've literally taken the computer to an event where there's no Wi-Fi, no Ethernet cords, nothing. I'm okay. pretty sure right. I remember launching Street Fighter V from theirs i wonder if it's one of those things where it has to check in once every so many days that could be i don't know like i know the switch does that with some stuff like if you want to play the 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 nintendo and super nintendo games uh from the online service it has to have pinged the server within the last like 24 hours or something then you can play until the next ping check kind of thing hmm i would guess that's probably how it's got to be on pc with steam though so yeah i mean I know people love that idea, I, like, and I'm not trying to poo-poo on it. I, I it doesn't interest me. Yeah. Like GOG, uh, but I know it. I think you don't need any sort of connection there. Once you you download the game and buy the game off them, it's yours. Like do whatever you want with it as long as you have those files on your computer. 
Yeah, isn't their basic thing is like DRM free, yeah. right? Yeah. They, nothing. Okay, but obviously they don't sell like the new games, right? Uh, just this, like the CD Projekt Red owns them, so they sell that stuff new, I know, but uh, outside of that, I'm not sure. Okay, so you, you'll be able to play Cyberpunk 2077 in 2077. When it's fully but... attached, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they go like, wow, people thought the future was going to be like this? No way. Uh, I don't know, though. I would imagine that whole Steam thing, that would kind of spook me if I had a game library that was all re- all reliant on one company. Yeah. Right? And that one company goes down or dies. You lose everything. I don't know. I mean, that's just me. That seems creepy. But maybe there's hacks. Maybe there's, you know, same same. maybe it's the same idea. Maybe it's just, you know, there's hacks for all this stuff. I don't know. I won't pretend to speak for it. Me neither. Because I don't yeah. know. Out of my element. Yeah, I don't know. You download the free Hoosier Majabi game every whatever, yeah, right? like Gone Home was the free game. I was like, I told Billy, keep an eye out for it. He's like, you already have it. I'm like, no, I don't. And he's like, you downloaded it last year when Epic Games gave it away for free. I'm like, did I? And I checked my account. I'm like, yeah, I did. Totally forgot because these games are so meaningless. So that how you played it? That's how I played it. I played it on the PC. You did not play like that collection that you bought it from? Uh, that wasn't part of that. No. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. So I was really thankful it was like a walking simulator because I am so bad with a mouse and keyboard that if there was any <laughs> enemy in that game, I would have died. <laughs> it took a good... You can't use a controller? Uh, no, it didn't have... And there was a... Oh, it was a big pain. I had to like message Bill because uh, we've got a 360 controller plugged into the computer because my son likes it for Fortnite. And whenever I would launch Gone Home, uh, it wouldn't recognize my mouse or a keyboard, uh, but I also couldn't use the controller, so I couldn't figure out how to operate. So I'm like, unplug the controller, reboot the system, redownload the game. I'm like, still doing it, and I had to go like into the settings and like disable that the controller was even recognized by the computer before I could play the game. And I couldn't find that on any of the help forums or anything. So Bill was just suggested I try it, and thankfully that worked. Man, PC gaming is such a pain in the butt. I have zero interest. I, I realize that some of our listeners right now are thinking like, ah, it's the old grandpa out here talking, right? This is, you know, get with the times, grandpa. <clears throat> it's fine. You guys can have it. I'm not trying to convince you not to use it. I'm just telling you I have no interest. <laughs> right? and, just... Yeah, and for them, like, that's the equivalent of putting the new battery in the Saturn, I'm sure. Like, it's just easy. It's uh, something they know to check for. Probably, right? And I just literally have zero interest i spend all my day at work on a computer i have zero interest in touching on the rest of the yeah. day but like the the first 30 minutes especially i gone home was was you know enough to make you uh, motion sick <laughs> there was a lot of overlooking things and not moving fast enough or too fast i don't know i i'm okay that at some point in time i'm just not going to be into the new thing and that's okay oh, whenever that happens it's cool. And you've still got the places like Limited Run making sure that'll never happen. Until there's no physical media anymore. But Hey, man, they just put out... I like, I'm, I'm really struggling with them this year. They keep putting out so much stuff I want. Uh, Neo Geo Pocket Collection, Volume 1. I saw, oh, saw that! I need that. <laughs> I was like, there's a random thing. Ten pretty and... solid games on there from my understanding. I'm pretty... I might even get the special edition because uh, Jeremy Parrish, uh, you know how he does the like NES works and Game Boy works and stuff? So he, he does those 
those books after he's done all the videos and he's putting out a book with the neo geo pocket color in the special edition so i might need to get that one okay <laughs> is that switch only is that one uh yeah i think i only saw the switch version yeah okay well i know they i've been really impressed with what they've been doing though because they, they've got like two nes yeah. carts on pre-order right now that you can get and I've got the Famicom version of one of them, but uh, also I was a big fan of the Sam and Max games, um, and they I got really into the one on the Wii, and then they put out the second one. I was like super into it, and then the third one, digital only. I'm like never gonna play this. This sucks, and they're putting that one out this month too, from like 2012. So excited. And I don't know if it was a working cartridge or not, but I saw like the Doom 64 package had, there was an N64 yeah, cartridge. I, I don't know if it actually played No, that one doesn't not, play on, on your 64, I'm pretty sure. Oh, they they did that with uh, Star Wars and Turok as well. Oh, okay. Well, what a bummer. They can make these games. Why don't they just yeah, make like they're cards? making Game Boy Color carts right now. I'm sure they could do 64 yeah. carts. That's not that big of a deal. I mean, like they're pumping out NES carts. They put together Genesis carts. I mean, what's, I don't know what the big deal is, but that is, that at least makes me feel good because I know even if there does become a time where there's going to be, um, new consoles without media, that there'll at least be companies like this that know there's enough market to keep re-releasing old media. Yes. Right. That there's, there's some sort of market. Can it be as many as exist now? Probably not. Um, but at least, People know this can be money can be made, which I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, and companies like uh, Digital Eclipse too, um, very impressed with the last couple of years. Um, like they just did that Blizzard collection um, where they released, like touched up and re-released uh, a few old Blizzard games, and they're adding more to them every month, and they're kind of treating them like uh, museums. They say. So you go into there, it's like, hey, I can see some of the design documents, I can see interviews with the developers, I can see some concept art, like they have all this extra stuff on top of the games themselves too. And and then they have all the like the comfort features now, like the rewinds and save states and stuff like that, to so that if you want to dissect the game instead of just playing it, like you could do that too. And and it's very interesting. The SNK fortieth collection they did, um, they did an amazing job with the Aladdin and Lion King when they re-released those. The Mega Man Legacy Collection, like so good. Yeah, it's nice to see some of these things preserved. Now, to a degree, obviously they're putting out those things on like new consoles, so we could have issues around that. Well, but... the way Digital Eclipse has done it, uh, they've like made their own. Um, yeah, I don't even know, like Engine. And then they built that to like, they can put any game they want into it from any system. And then when the PS6 comes out, they only have to update that engine and then all the games attached to it move on to the new system. So you'll have to rebuy it again for... I, I don't know. Like they, right now, the way <laughs> they have it, when you buy it, every content update that comes out is all free for it. So I don't know if they carry that going forward. I'm sure they would try and resell it to you at some point, but... It does make you wonder, though. I think we're probably at an end for disc media. I don't see any reason why that would continue after this generation. I just wonder if we'll get... I think we're going to have at least one holdout of the three still. Probably Nintendo, but maybe Sony. I I think Microsoft's going to be happy to ditch it, honestly. Well, I I don't mean physical, period. I mean optical drives. I don't think we're going to see optical drives again after this gen. You think they're still going to do physical, but not optical? I think they could. Okay. 
I think Nintendo's shown a way that that's which with like the you know you can buy SD cards that are gajillion gigabytes that are not that expensive. So in another seven or eight years, you know it could be it could be quite feasible. Um, hopefully, we'll see something like that. I, I'm going to hope that there still continues to be some sort of physical presence, but. I think that's another thing we have to talk about with these machines and their age and their dying. Is what that if they go like the disk system route and like you buy your hard drive and you walk to the mall and like plug it in the vending machine, put your seventy bucks in, take that home. There, there are no more malls. Wow, crappy. It could be Walmart <laughs> then, the pharmacy, wherever. Uh, I don't know when there's an internet pipe to your house. Why would they ever do that? Um. Just trying to think of other <laughs> options that aren't optical. <laughs> Uh, I, I could see that them still wanting to sell some kind of a physical product. Um, simply, I hate to see this for DRM reasons. <laughs> um, but there's probably some reality to some of that. And I think there's still appeal. Do I hope that one of them or both of them will go? And you can hook a, a Blu-ray drive to it and still play your old stuff. You know, like a USB disk drive or something an hd dvd player on side of your 360 right but i mean like you know that way you could still install your discs and play them right i i hope that something like that is at least an option you know that'd be a good thing like oh on playstation 6 if they wanted to say look give us another 150 bucks here's a disk drive and you you can play your playstation 4 and 5 stuff on on your new system i would fork out 150 bucks you know what i mean probably would too even if I knew it was a ten dollar DVD drive or something, right? I mean, like whatever, fine. I just I want to do it. Yeah. I just don't know if they will because they've. Again, that's one thing I've been really impressed with. With Microsoft has taken this approach that says Xbox is a platform. Xbox is not necessarily a machine. There are many different entry points to the platform. I mean, even to the point where three hundred and sixty is still supported, no problem. And they've not spoken about when they're going to turn that off. Unlike the PS3, right? Um, Do you think as long as they keep pushing the backwards compatibility, they just keep that going out of necessity? Yeah, because the services still have to exist on the back end, so why not? And how much could it cost to run one of those servers for those companies these days? I mean, Microsoft is a cloud service company. It costs them probably zero dollars or, I mean, such a minuscule amount of dollars, it doesn't matter. Um, Sony is not a cloud computing company, so they have to buy those services from somebody else. I can see why didn't they're a they, little more hesitant. Didn't they buy Gaikai or something? They like get their that? services from Microsoft. That okay? What am I, I think? think they What's get the Gaikai thing? I thought, from I thought they bought a cloud service company like a few years back. Oh, that's what place. That's what PlayStation Now is. That's their streaming solution. Okay, thank you. But I think their cloud provider is microsoft so i think they use azure for their cloud platform if i remember correctly it's been a few years but really the only big games in town are microsoft and amazon i mean there's not very many big players in that space so again for microsoft i think it's you know they're already supporting these old titles it doesn't hurt to keep the 360s stuff running. Mm-hmm. I mean, those services, they're never going to update them probably, but I mean, if it still works, who cares? Um, obviously, we're not seeing that with Sony, and then maybe it'll be different with PS4 because PS5 is backwards compatible. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's a good point. It gives you some 
it gives you some hope, right? Um, I don't know. But at least I'm somewhat more impressed that Microsoft takes a platform approach where, like you said, like Sony sees this, no, this is a... A generational leap. Do, this is do they see it like that? Thing. They say they see it like that. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they, that's the lip service they yeah. give, right? Yeah. But I, is that their excuse, though, to just say, we don't care about, we don't want to bother to care about old stuff anymore? Well, Jim Ryan, like, CEO, has, like, flat out said that a bunch of times on record. Like, he's like, I walk into a room and they're playing Gran Turismo and I go, ugh, who wants to play that garbage anymore? Yeah, like, he's just, that's not a priority for him. Who you know, chooses priorities for the, the company. Good. The good news is that CEOs don't last long. So, uh, well, it's Sony, they <laughs> seem won't to be around very long. God, some of those guys have been there for a decade or more. Yeah. But how many heads of PlayStation have we been through? Well, quite Less a few. Than five, haven't we? Yeah. And there's only been five systems. I so think so. Well, there was pretty good. Pretty long for a CEO. Yeah, what I'm saying is by the time we get ready for PS6, there'll probably be somebody new at the helm. Hopefully. So I didn't think you'd maybe they'll some, have a different attitude. Yeah. All right, well, I I don't know. Is there anything else to say other than it, it doesn't look great? Yeah, I mean, us. support, okay. support your local hacker. Uh, we'll have to count on them. And hi... And Hyperkin, I uh, guess, right? <laughs> Someday. Some like Hyperkin, but better. I have not had good experiences with them. Uh, being a store and, owner, I imagine analog, you, well, you've, you've shared the stories. Analog just needs to like do better with production and and uh, getting their products out there. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah. I do not want to support that company. Really? At all. All right, we'll talk about um, this later. I'm very curious. Yes, and I can explain my rationale why I don't want to. I don't want to support this company. But um, to wrap up this conversation, anything else you think we've missed, or have we pretty much said all the the old grandpa griping we're going to do? Maybe next time Bill can just give us a little quick five ten minutes on PC gaming in this realm because I, I just don't feel like we could talk on that. Yeah, you're right. Um, unless it's on the Apple II or something, then maybe I can fill you in. Definitely. Technically, technically a PC. Literally a PC. <laughs> yeah, it's a personal computer. Um, okay, well, um, wrapping things up, uh, you know, again, we hope Bill's doing well. Hopefully have, have him back on next time around. Um, and thank you very much to our patrons for their support and for the conversations that go on inside Discord um it's fun during the day sometimes i'm yeah i i work from home mostly now so i mean i i sit pretty much in one place in front of a computer and i i'm away i go so it's nice sometimes to talk about something that's not work i mean it keeps me busy but it's good to take a break sometimes and just hey how's how's life going yeah so um i appreciate that and those that uh indulge us in those conversations um, and I want to take a minute too to congratulate you, Kelsey, that your your book that you're going to be writing for got funded. Yeah, I, I sent in my first draft. I got a response that they received it, and I'm I'm in that weird moment where I'm like, oh, I hope they liked it. Do I have to make changes? I'm just waiting to hear back. <laughs> I'm, I'm feedback from the editor. 
Very good. Um, now, I'm going to say, if somebody missed the Kickstarter, is there any way they can still order a copy? Yeah, yeah they're doing pre-orders right now while, while the book is in production. So check out LockOn. Uh, if you've checked them out on Twitter, um, they're constantly posting updates on there if you're looking to get it. They're doing a promotion right now where you can win like some custom Joy-Cons if you do pre-order and stuff. So, And they did a giveaway for, I think, a copy of Returnal when they were doing the Kickstarter. So they, they got some prizes if you want a chance at something extra plus the the journal on top of that yeah so um if you want to read some of kelsey's writings on twisted metal which you know after that la- that last episode games, yeah <laughs> you're gonna get you're gonna get more twisted metal than you got last time i yeah so. i'm pretty excited i hope everything works out like i'm hoping it will i'm eager to hear back from the editor on, on what he thinks well, uh, I'll be curious. You can tell me the the general flow of things, but I, I'm going to wait till I get my issue to to read the thing. So I want to I want to take it in with the rest of the physical media that's there. So um, I think they're saying what June? Yeah, yeah. And I, as far as okay. I can tell from the behind the scenes talk, it's it's on schedule. Yeah, shouldn't awesome. hopefully not one of those kickstarters that takes two years to fill. Doesn't seem like it's going that way. I got an update on one that I backed in 2014. <laughs> you start the other day. You star Citizen backer? No, but uh, there's a dark place in my heart where I just kind of have packed that away. Like if something ever happens with this, okay, I just have to consider that part dead, <laughs> right? Like I, I, I'm just gonna consider that this is. Ne- I threw money away. Um, if something magically shows up, okay. But honestly, I probably just threw money. Away. But at least they, they bothered to update. I've been fortunate. Some of mine have taken you know a year or two more, but they've all eventually released. Not nothing from 2014 like that. I got yes, got my I'm... mighty number nine. I got my ukulele. I got my bloodstained. They all showed up. I have those things too. I think I probably paid a bit less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a really cool box with my bloodstain though. <laughs> There you go. I'm not upset with you. Um, so, you know, if people want to support us on Patreon, um, what, patreon.com slash collectorcast? Yep. So, man, we really appreciate that. Throw a buck at us just to get into the conversation. We'd appreciate just saying hi, and uh, that means a lot to us. It really does. And uh, on top of that, home base, rfgeneration.com. You can always find us there. As far as the show goes, we're on let me just say this. If we're not on something that you want us on, let me know. The only one I haven't figured out yet is um, SoundCloud because it's a whole nother thing. But, you know, everybody listens to Spotify. That's the gist that I get. I don't listen to Spotify. Everybody tells me to listen to Spotify. Good enough. If that works for you, it works for That's me. That's Okay. So other than that, um, really appreciate everybody taking the time to come out and listen to this episode. And we'll talk to you next time.